the holidays are just around the corner and what better gift to give than superior quality headphones. So studio, go to studio.com to where you can use the promo code Rob 15. That's R O B 15 and save you 15% off your studio headphones order. You know, you can take that 15% that you saved and um, put it into something else for the holidays, like something to pair your Bluetooth headphones wirelessly to like an iPhone or that inferior device such as uh, Android. But anyway, I don't care what you buy to connect to these headphones, but the headphones themselves are bomb diggity and you can save 15% off using the promo code Rob 15. So, Go to studio.com, get you some bomb headphones, use the promo code, and enjoy the show. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Yay! Yay! If you like hanging out at Walmart, if you like hanging out in the aisles, if you like talking random stuff, Random Ramblings with Rob. Uh. Random Ramblings with Rob. Yo, yo. Random Ramble Links with Rob. Walmart talking. What random, what random, random, random Roblings with Rob. Rob, 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 Rob. <laughs> what up, everybody? This is your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. And if you're a new listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much. For giving my show a try, you know, if somebody referred you to me, give them a virtual high five if you're not in their vicinity and um, enjoy the show. Um, just about every time I do an episode, I have a guest. I'm fortunate in that way. And um, today is no different. Uh, my guest joins me from where the hell are you from? Atlanta. Right? Atlanta. Atlanta. Ex- exactly. I live in Atlanta. Exactly. All right. I was just making sure I ain't want to say no false jive and shit. Right. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we've been kind of keeping little tabs on each other via Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And um, I've been seeing um, professional wrestling and other things uh, that he sees around the Atlanta area through his eyes. So, you know, he's like my peek into the Atlanta window and everything. So uh, my guest joining me on this edition of the Random Rounds with Rob is Jeffrey Taylor. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself this evening? I am hanging in there. Uh-oh, it'd be like that. Yeah, man. It's midweek. Uh, did you vote? Yes, I voted. I voted. It's crazy out here. Did you Did you get what you wanted? No, we didn't get what we wanted. Yeah. Georgia's a red state. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's kind of like at least you did something. It's kind of like you have people out there that are saying that's why I didn't vote. That's crazy, mm-hmm. that mentality. Yeah, and you can't complain if you don't vote. Exactly. So, so it's crazy just being, I'm 25 now. And so I've been having the privilege to vote for a pre- few years now. And it's kind of like people still not voting. It's just crazy to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've come to appreciate it more recently than I have in the past. Um, I'm 36 and this is probably maybe my second time voting ever in my life. Uh, you're both for admitting that. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, Hey man, it's, I mean, a lot of it was due to me being away from home. I joined the military as soon as I got out of high school. And, you know, I could have done absentee voting. I could have done 
you know, mail-in vote. I could have done a lot of shit, but like at the time I felt like what I was doing was more important than my vote. So I didn't, you know, you know, I I didn't do it. I I just, you know, it was like, it was not high on my priority list as it is now. Cause my philosophy was like, well, I'm in the military. It don't really fucking matter. Cause whatever asshole they elect, I'm going to have to do what the fuck they say anyway. (laughs) Real shit. Oh shit! Can we curse on here? <laughs> nah, we we can't fucking cuss on here. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, thanks for serving the country, though. There's a holiday that's coming up this Monday. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a Veterans Day, and veterans there's Day. also the Marine Corps birthday that's coming up here pretty soon. Which that was my branch of service. Hey, she was a Marine. That's what's up. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you everything ended well you didn't get injured if you don't want me asking or anything oh no no I, I got out uh, I retired so, oh, okay so, so I, I got to get be one of the lucky ones to get out that way got you got you got you got you yeah I get nope. got little dings and bangs in here and everything but they taking care of me that's good because you hear so many other stories so that's good yeah, and if you uh, tune into the episode before this one that I had with um, Valerie Complex, we talked uh-huh. extensively about how um, the veterans medical and all kinds of things like that are is a uh, pretty shitty sometimes. But you know, that's another episode. That's another day. But we're talking <laughs> about right now with you, my man. Um, like I said, I I, I come across you uh, initially. I think on Instagram. Um, I seen you posting like wrestling clips and everything from you attending shows. I think even done a little bit of ring announcing and everything yes. and um some uh photography and videoing. Yes. So how long yeah. has that been a thing? So where do I start? So everything started to get like serious, serious January of twenty seventeen. That's when um the end of twenty sixteen is where I just sat down and was kinda like, it's time to make something shake. It's kind of like you moved to Atlanta. You've always wanted to do this. So January 2017, New Year, New Me. Mm-hmm. I hate that it sounds so um, <laughs> so cliche, but New Year, New Me, January 2017. I started. I never looked back. And I had all these skills over time. I, I got a degree in broadcasting journalism uh, back in 2015. So I was behind the cameras. I edited. I was being trained my school with the broadcasting program was theater so we was heavy on shakespeare's and live plays so i got the voice training i got the experience so it was just amount of stepping out on faith and leaping and actually using all these skills that i've acquired and i've also done a lot of self-teaching prior to college as well on the side. So it was just a lot that I've learned in terms of photography, videography, uh, ring announcing, commentating. And finally, I was kind of, I'm about to put it into myself, which is Jeffrey Show Live. I didn't want to be up under anybody. So uh, the love for professional wrestling has always been there. Always wanted to do it along with entertainment in general. So it was just doing it. And once I did it, things started to shake. For sure. I mean, you doing the commentating, you doing the ring announcing and everything. And I, I heard you, if I'm correct, saying that you actually want to do it. Have you ever stepped foot in the ring to train and whatnot? 
right now <laughs> I actually probably like slipped up and was talking about it on my um on my Facebook live and my friend was kind of like are you sure you want to talk about it I was like yeah good save I was drinking too much I was kind of like no I don't want to talk about it but uh there will be players with me in the ring in 2019 I could confirm that but I I like the to tell a lot of my moves but the actual wrestling portion uh, 2019 2018 basically <laughs> okay. i mean i'm already i'm already peeping your instagram and other social media so i'm pretty sure when something start popping out i'll see it pop up somewhere <laughs> definitely definitely i definitely took more of a hold to twitter these days more so than instagram i believe when we first when i first met you i was on instagram heavy but mm-hmm. i started making more money on twitter so i yeah. kind of switched over and i still use my instagram but um i just want to encourage everybody to find what social media works best for you and tackle it. Like, of course, utilize all of them, but find which one works better for your business, to be honest. That's something that's so important because some people have 10,000 followers on Twitter, but can't get 100 um, insights or uh, impressions on Instagram. So exactly. just know where your people are. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, though, like people be spending so much time on one platform when they can be popping on the other. And I'd be like, just try them out. And I was on Twitter one time and I just started popping and I was kind of like, and and my Instagram wasn't bad. It was just steady. And I was kind of like, bro, why am I still at the same spot? Like I I keep switching it up. I don't know if you noticed, but I keep deleting and retrying and reinventing. And if you really pay attention to my social media, you would see that. But I was kind of like, because at one point I was posting music concert videos. Yeah. Then it was wrestling. And then there's videos of me. And I was kind of like, I'm not. And then I went to Twitter and I'm getting like 34,000 views and a thousand views every and tweets go. I was like, okay. This yeah. is it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- Twitter ha- is, um, you know, I guess a larger variety of things anyway, because you're not just seeing um, video and um, photo content like you would on Instagram. I mean, you can interact more freely on Twitter. I mean, and I think you have uh, more visibility there as well. I, I agree. And I think that. Instagram algorithm is trash as well. I mean, I would hate to put them out there like that, but I think that it's trash. I feel like it's possible, but it's it's trash. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like um, Instagram has turned more into like a niche thing. If you have something like um, like you've seen these guys like um, the Wrestling Classic and um, Wrestling yeah. Junkies and all these other people. I mean, that's a niche. It's all professional wrestling photos, not so much the um, comment section, you know, content, but the actual photos. So, I mean, you can thrive in uh, Instagram if you post, you know, a lot of stuff like that, a niche thing. Because, like, I went on there and, you know, I'm trying to get in shape and everything. I ain't doing nothing. Okay. I'm not doing nothing extreme or whatever. I do my push-ups. I do my resistance uh, bands and all that other crazy shit. And I'll go on Instagram when I'm bored sometime and I'll be like, hmm, let me see if I can find some um, helpful videos for me to find some like some low-key exercise or whatever. But it's always some motherfucking women and some goddamn booty shorts and some yoga uh-huh. pants. Not that I have nothing against that, but like if I want to save this stuff to my phone to reference it later, as far as the exercises actually go, because that's what I'm looking for. That's going to look suspect to me. You know I mean, on me to my wife to see all this booty shit in my goddamn <laughs> Instagram shit. You know, when I'm actually trying to look at motherfucking exercises. <laughs> facts though. Facts though. That is interesting. 
You know? It's interesting, though. But I mean, um, like I said, you was going through a whole, like you said, you were going through a whole bunch of changes and transitioning with your social media and everything. There was a point in time um, you shot a video and I, I vaguely remember what it was, but it was um, something to the effect of you telling your parents that you quit your job. Oh, yes. That was that was like um, uh, a checkpoint in the lifestyle to where we are to, to this day. And I'm actually planning on making another big move um, in my lifetime. So basically, January 2017 was when I put my mind to it, like Jeffrey Show Live. We're going to start making some things shake. Uh, the next biggest checkpoint was was quitting my job. That was big. And telling my parents was something big because all they knew was the traditional work lifestyle. They wasn't used to the entrepreneur lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I would never fault anybody for it. And that's one of the things that I try and not. We are, unfortunately, I don't know how it was back in the day. All I can speak up for now, my peers and the people that I interact in, we live in a, at a very sensitive time yeah. to where I can say that I quit my job and I didn't like my nine to five where people that do work nine to fives and everything. So now I have to speak up a little bit more and say that, oh, I have nothing against that. <laughs> it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And me saying this is encouraging and inspiring others, not trying to put you down. I guess I was trying to do, but um, yeah, I told my parents and my mother. Um, it, it's just it's it's. I'm gonna skim through the story a little bit, but growing up, the the reason why my story is so important because I also do public speaking, motivational speaking at schools. I actually have um a gig coming up at the middle school in a few weeks that I'm gonna do, and my biggest speech is that. I love my parents, but they did not want me to do what I'm doing now. They did not want me to train to be a wrestler. They didn't want me to have fame. They didn't want me to be an entertainer. They didn't want me to be a public figure. They didn't think that I can speak on the scale that I can now. Now, they didn't think that I was dumb. (laughs) They just wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer, literally the stereotypical uh, roles because we didn't have that growing up. So it was kind of like Jeffrey is going to be he's super smart. He makes A's. He's smart. He's going to save us. And what that did, unfortunately, was it held me back so many years. And I don't blame them because I still found my voice as dramatic as that sounds. (laughs) But it took me a little bit longer opposed to if you could imagine in the seventh grade, if I'm saying, Mom, I want to be a wrestler. And her going out of her way to prepare me for training and to to get me the proper mentor. Mm -hmm. opposed to her and my father and all the other peers of my life well um authority figures of my life are telling me hey that's a joke you'll never do that you'll never be famous and it sounds cruel but they will say it in the nicest way they'll be like take something serious put something else down like i I will literally put wrestling commentator on my paper and they'll be like put something else i'll be like what (laughs) that's what i want to do and at a young age i'm listening to them because if i don't unfortunately I'm being disobedient to the teacher. So I encourage everyone uh, right now, younger, it's kind of like, screw them. Like, and because I didn't have people to tell me, screw, screw them. And it took me a little bit longer. It took me finding myself a little bit longer because nobody extended out the voice of, hey, like, you can do this. You can do whatever you want. And Mm -hmm. it's not about the money. It's not about this. Like, do what you want to do. Like, nothing is crazy. So it took me a minute to finally get that. And honestly, 2017 January is where it really started to click because I was still working my operations manager job while I made that decision. So when I finally left, when I told my parents, that's when 
I really was kind of like, oh, Jeffrey Sholab all the way, man. Like, I, I, that was the last little piece of, hey, you need to be in corporate America. And that's why they were so shocked. It was kind of like, Jeffy just got another bonus. He just told me. <laughs> was gonna, he just got another bonus. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So that was funny because I literally did just get another bonus. So <laughs> I was kind of like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> and, you know, and I can kind of see it as from a, a parent standpoint because, you know, I got three kids and everything. And, yes. You know, I would never discourage them for what they want to do. But I also, you know, don't want to see them fail. I'm not saying that they can't do anything they put their mind to. It's just that, you know, we we as parents, I, I feel like we all want our kids to play it safe, you know, because, you know, if you're making consistent money, you know, it's a steady job, you know, you got some form of flexibility and you living well i mean that's safe you know but like when you go out into that you know entertainment field and whatnot i mean that's not steady there's no safety net really under that i mean you kind of taking a chance you know with your career depending on how much effort you put into it or shit it doesn't even matter sometimes because sometimes people just don't make it you know (laughs) One of the recent conversations that me and my mother had, because I plan on moving to New York next year, I'm actually visiting tomorrow to set up some wrestling promotions and set up some wrestling deals. And her her speech that she gave me is because my family's based from the New York area. She was kind of like, you're chasing after fame and it's a very devil industry and because she's religious, yeah. Southern, Southern Baptist and all that. So, but even though everyone had the different religious views and everything, she did hit something on the money is that I am kind of the piggyback on what you were saying. I'm going into an industry that's not steady. And in addition to that, it's very manipulative mm-hmm. that I can state right now yes. that, that I'm going through. It's very cutthroat. It's very backstabbing. It's very, the reason why I don't have a manager now is because I don't know if familiar with the industry in a sense of like la reed diddy's and all of them Mm -hmm. like they have literally stolen money from their artists and (laughs) you know and we had selena her um her artist her manager excuse me killed her so it's kind of like this is a very and i can go on and on those are just some of the ones that stood out to me but this industry is definitely about myself what can i get from you how can i expose your talent how can i exploit your talent excuse me and i know what i'm walking into and I can imagine as a parent that that is like you're about to walk into the Illuminati or something yeah. like it's crazy <laughs> to the lion's <laughs> den. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I was telling mom, you don't sound crazy. I'm listening to you. I just know what I want. And it's one of those things where I'm not trying to be it's, it's hard because I'm not trying to be a rebel. I'm not trying to be yeah. like defiant, but I'm kind of like I need this is this is my thing. Yeah, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my oldest kid. She about to turn 18 here soon. And she already talking about, you know, getting her own place and doing her own thing and everything. And it's not like I'm against that. But okay. you know, what the forefront for me is just education, you know, at least at a minimum for me. I want her to have, you know, her high school diploma. That's all I want. I mean, I don't care if you go to college after that. I mean, you choose your path after that, you know, but it's just like the other day I had to sit down and break her, break down the reality to her because, uh, you know, she don't really get along with her mom so much. And she just all she talking about is moving out, moving out, moving out and everything. But I had to slap her with that reality. You know, I was like, OK, let's just game plan. All right. You need a job first and foremost. Because you, sure. you need some 
form of currency, some money, because you're going to want to do things and you need money to do that, unfortunately. So what are your goals? All right. After getting a job. Uh, well, getting a place. OK, great. So how are you going to get from your place to your job or to your job from your place and so on and so forth? Well, you're going to need a car. OK, right. what comes with that car? You know, you got to do the maintenance. You got to get tires. You got to freaking have insurance, which is the most important. You got to have a license as well, too. And then, you know, it's just going through those things that, you know, kids really don't know behind the scenes, like what parents have to take care of. They just know they wake up, they have a roof over their head, they have food, they have clothes on their back, but they don't know the behind the scenes of all this shit, you know? <laughs> that is so true because adulting is crazy. One of the main ones that you stated was that car maintenance. It's kind of like you think that you have the insurance, the payment, if you have payments paid, and then all of a sudden you need a new battery. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so it's just you know, I've always been straight up with my kids. You know, I never told them like nothing fictitious. I've just been preparing them for, you know, how rough life could be. Cause like, I don't even remember telling my kids, you know, when they were small that like Santa Claus exists or the Easter Bunny or nothing like that. I would just treat it as a holiday. I was like, hey, you out of school. We got this going on. And if they heard about Santa Claus and all the other shit from school, you know, that's what it was. But they never really heard that at home, you know. So they, at a young age, they already knew where the presents and all the toys came from. And, you know, I just never cloaked them with all that, you know, extra shit, you know. So I do have a question for you as a parent in a sense listening to that is that I can imagine you not wanting to get rid of your daughter and her moving got and moving on. What do you think is like a good age for a, a child to move out in general or even if you want to apply it to yourself? Because I've had this conversation is that sometimes I'm going to speak into the African-American community, uh, well, the black people community, whatever you identify, yeah. is that we move out too fast. Like my siblings were all going at 16. I'm the only one that stayed until about 22 years old. And even then I was kind of like, Oh, I wish I could have stayed a a good three more. And I wasn't listening to my mother, but in the sense of, of course, everybody is different, but Mm -hmm. what do you think? What are your views on it? Like, especially knowing the expenses and everything that's going on, like what's a good average age to like, it's okay to move on. Because I feel like sometimes at high school, I don't know about you, at that high school age, me growing up in my community where I'm from, it was time to go at the high school sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) For me, you know, speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. as soon as I graduated, I was gone. (laughs) Look at you. You was gone. I was gone. I graduated. I I walked out of my off the stage into a recruiting office and I was on the plane going to San Diego for basic training. That's that's how it went for me. Um, Me going through what I've gone through as, you know, a young, young adult and everything going through the paces that I've been through now that I have kids. uh, For me, you know, I've always been preaching that reality to them. You know, hey, when you turn 18, it's time to go. But in the midst of me saying that in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, if they need more time, I'm always here for them. You know, I'm not saying that, Hey motherfucker, you got that diploma. Get the fuck out. I'm not saying that at all, but I think my daughter is just more of the oldest one. She's the oldest one. So she's more of just wanting to have her own thing and do her own thing because I've been the hardest on her because she's the oldest and she has to set the example for the younger two. 
So I can kind of get that. But at the same time, I know she's not ready. So I'm not so hard on her to just try to hurry up and strike out on her own. I would give her a little more time. My son, uh, he seems to have a plan in his head for as long as I can remember. He's always wanted to do like ROTC and military stuff because, you know, I was that my father was that, you know, my brothers and sisters were that. So he sees all that and everything. And that's the I can kind of feel that's the path that he's already chosen. So when he turned 18, if that's what he want to do, I mean, I can understand him leaving right away. And in the essence, you know, my son, I feel like he needs that type of discipline, that type of training that the military can provide for him. So I believe in a sense for him in his situation, it would be good for him as soon as you graduate to go. Now, the baby, the youngest one, the eight year old. <laughs> uh, OK, that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish, because like I was in the military with the older two. So I was there for them, but I wasn't really there for them because, you know, mm. deployments and everything. You know, sometimes I was stationed somewhere and they had to go stay with my parents and then I had to drive. 15, 16, 17, sometimes 24 hours to go visit them and everything. And then, you know, later on in my career, when I got more established, more steady and I met my um, my wife, my, my wife currently, that's right. when they came to stay with me full time. OK. So but now with the little one, the youngest one, the eight year old, she didn't have that same type of environment that the older two had. You know, she was born while I was in the military, but she was born at the tail end of my career to where I wasn't deploying as much. I wasn't really going anywhere. And out of the three kids, she I've been with her consistently the longest out of all three of them. So there's a different type of bond and relationship between the older two and the youngest. And from what I can see as far as the older two go is timing of them leaving i don't think the eight-year-old when it comes to that time is going to be one of the ones to leave like right out of the gate i think she want to stick around a little while i'll say probably maybe 21 22 i believe in my mind i can see her going to college locally so she can stay around the house and you know get herself established and you know pursue a career that's what i can see for the youngest one and you know that's what i see for all three of my kids so it's it just depends you know and that was <laughs> a long-winded explanation to get you your short answer but it just Not depends, man. it just depends i definitely understand but, it's real out here yeah especially like i tell my son i know military maybe be something that he want to do but i always tell him i was like you don't have to do it because I did it or your grandfather did it or your uncles did it. Do it's it because, a legacy. Yeah. Do it because it's something that you want to do, something that you're interested in, not because we did it. You know, that's the only thing that I really preach to him. And that's important because that happens sometimes. And I, I like you for doing that. That's good. Yeah. Because, I mean, the only thing that I really tell my kids is like, be better than me and your mama. That's all I got to say about that. That's all that. Now, as far as you, man, I, from what, I, like I said, you know, I'm I'm peeking through the window that right. is, that is you and everything. And um, I seen, you know, I guess that was a podcast or a radio show that you were doing in the past to where you had guests like Pastor Troy and you had um professional wrestlers such as uh Owen Knight and Kiara Hogan and a bunch of other people and everything. How, how, how did all that come about? When did you decide to take that venture into, you know, the audio realm and whatnot? <laughs> Yeah, uh, with the audio route, I had a vision, and I'm going to say this because I don't know if I'm ever going to go back in that vision. Um, 
uh, the radio show came across. Everybody's doing podcasts. No disrespect to you, but everybody's doing podcasts, and I was over. I felt like it, it was it was it was cute, like the whole podcast thing. Everybody wants, <laughs> everybody still want me to have a podcast. Oh, it's cute, but I was kind of like, especially in Atlanta, we have a we still have a a nice sized radio station following with ninety four point five Shrees. 103.7 Tiggers V103 like we we really have some some big radio stations so when i got the opportunity to to pitch Jeffrey Show Live the radio station uh i quit my job already <laughs> so <laughs> things were just falling into place when i um sat there and i did enough groundwork i did a, like a lot of media work so prior to the radio station, I was networking with T.I. I actually met Pastor Troy prior to the, me getting the radio station. What led to it? I was doing a lot of wrestling shows. So I knew Owen Kiera before she got signed. I knew like I was working like, oh, yeah, I was working. So the radio station with my portfolio, I had a lot. It was a finesse portfolio because I really haven't done anything. Well, I guess I do. Yeah, I kind of put myself. I always want more. So unfortunately, I also always subconsciously put my work down. Uh, Now I feel more confidently. But back then, it's kind of like I was really finessing. I was kind of like if I look back at my portfolio, then I'd be like, oh, you was really doing something. But at the time, I was just I wasn't thinking that. But uh, the guy agreed to it and he gave me uh, a trial. Because I don't know, I guess I, it looks like I'm not a personality. I'm not an entertainer. Mm-hmm. So I was like working behind the scenes, and finally, somebody. This is how things happen in in the world. Somebody to get sick, somebody get injured, somebody to yeah. pass away. God forbid these things happen. But that's how your opportunities usually happen. But you have to be in the right time and the position. And that's what I tell everybody, like, pay your dues, be in the right spot. Don't think that being in a behind the scenes audio position uh, is the worst thing. So somebody got locked up and they needed somebody. To, that's, that's what happened. Somebody got locked up and they needed somebody. It was kind of like Jeffrey. I remember you came to the station and you pitched this. We didn't have anything. And um, it, it's your time. It's your time. And it was my time, like Triple H, the game. It was my time. I went on and the first show, it got a lot of views. It was just me. And then next thing you know, I got emails of saying, I want to be on your show. I want to be on your show. I want to be on your show. And my whole vision of it, why it's still not around now, the point of all that, my whole vision of it was I wanted it to be, I get these two terminologies confused. I wanted it to be kayfabe do you know what kayfabe means oh, yeah yeah yeah. i got you which one is kayfabe <laughs> i don't <laughs> yeah. i always get it mixed up which one is kayfabe kayfabe is um when you're actually living the storyline rather than real life reality shit i wanted it to be kayfabe and all my guests didn't <laughs> uh-huh. so i was kind of like at the studio i was paying for studio time and it started to become about their real life that's the direction or when they would get there or the, some of the questions they didn't want to like, they wanted to like strip down. Mm-hmm. I actually had scripts for the show. Um, so my last season before I I had my, my going away because my final episode was actually a physical fight and that was how I ended it. <laughs> no, seriously, it was like a physical fight. Um, but the, 
my storyline that nobody was so basically it was like a stone cold vince mcmahon modern day radio station uh i was taking over the radio station nw it was just a lot of of dramatics like they pulled the plug on my radio station one time because i was cursing too much and i was being belligerent like with my guests drinking so they pulled a plug and everybody was kind of like oh what the hell happened and then they suspended me it was like a, it was storyline driven yeah, yeah it wasn't like uh uh, Monday, it was kind of, it was unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the guests are going to say. You don't know. And it was going to be elevating. My my show was going to be integrated a part of wrestling shows in Atlanta. So it was really well thought out, but nobody was, was effing with it. Yeah, and I really went it. into a different direction after that. I was kind of like, you guys are wasting my time. This could have been something big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was kind of like, if, if people aren't willing to cooperate, if the world isn't ready for that right now, and of course I could have kept pushing and everything, but uh, it, it, it garnered a lot of controversy. And I was I rather to bow out gracefully and um, bow out gracefully before I... I messed up because it, the wrestling industry is very politic based. Yeah. Uh, before I ruined too many of my big connections. So I had this big bang fight that happened indirectly. Two guys that legit didn't like each other. So basically this was messy. I invited one guy and then I was kind of like, hey, you know, such and such is going to be in the studio today. I was kind of like, this is what the big boys play. Jeffrey show live. Expect the unexpected. I was kind of like, you know, so it was just like a pop-up. Like somebody legit walked in like a rest. So just picture like Stone Cold talking and then the rock music hit. That was kind of like how my show, that's how I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. And it was so much drama. It was so thick. I thought that it was so much better than hearing that you're from Washington, D.C. About your, I don't care. I know I didn't care. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't. I wanted kayfabe and everybody wanted to stay away from kayfabe nobody wanted to do what you're gonna do brother i'll see you sunday nobody wanted to do that and i feel like i feel like that'll make the show so much better like having this attitude era style um they the fans don't know what's real and what's not like jeffrey show live we know it's supposed to be real but it 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 felt like it was gonna be something special but nobody was cooperating so i was kind of like so now i'm doing the joints i was like i tried and that was me trying to help people yeah like i could put myself up i could put myself on as i'm doing right now but that was a genuine effort of giving others platform and i felt like unfortunately a lot of people just wasn't ready and i wasn't gonna be so i wasn't gonna be do something that i didn't like i didn't want to keep inviting these names on my show and we talk about their real life i didn't care about it like it wasn't a passion of mine. Like my passion was storyline driven. So I don't want to continue with that. So, and eventually I was actually going to have, um, Atlanta music artists integrated in the storyline, which that's where we were going with the pastor Troy visit. Mm -hmm. But like I said, People just didn't want to <laughs> cooperate with it. So if anybody wants that idea, have at it. I'm done with it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting concept from um, sitting sitting here listening to you storyboarded and everything. It's like um, it's pretty from how I look at it. It's just like it's almost auditioning for something else you know you come there you play a character you play a role i mean if anybody's looking for character actors or whatever this would be a spot to kind of you know check it out to see you know the range of certain people when they portray certain characters just had to pop in here real quick to let you know 
you can still get that 15% off your studio headphones order if you use the promo code ROB15 when you check out at studio.com when you purchase your Christmas presents for somebody. They even do free uh, Christmas wrapping and everything on your orders and whatnot. And it's free shipping in the United States. So look at that. You get free shipping. You get gift wrapped for the holidays as long as you use that promo code Rob 15. Well, shit, you can probably get it without that, but you wouldn't be saving 15% if you don't use the promo code Rob 15. So use the promo code Rob 15. And this has something to be so something so big because the studio, the radio station that I had, we also had a lobby. So eventually I was going to make it live like a, a Oprah and a Wendy Williams to where there was monitors set up on the outside that you can like watch the radio station live within the studio. You wouldn't actually be in a studio with us, but you'll have the opportunity to meet. Let's just say we have Kiara Hogan this Monday at 6 p.m. You have the opportunity to meet Kiara Hogan. Then the the monetary value that it would come for is that ten dollars for a picture. She has merchandise, so it'll be another uh, add on to make some money. It'll be a, a way to to build and promote your show, your next wrestling show, uh, and also sell merch, also interact with your fans more outside of wrestling. Um, the actual wrestling show. It was just it's just so many ideas that I had that could be big, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna follow up with it later on down the line. But um, yeah, man, it's something that I would definitely want to see done if somebody could capitalize on that because it's something that for me I always like to do things that nobody isn't doing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I study like what aren't like not necessarily everyone, but I look in Arkansas. And I see what's happening in Arkansas that I can use in Atlanta. I'm kind of basically stealing the cheer, stealing the football play. Like, what is somebody using <laughs> up here from from Jamaica that I can bring to Atlanta? So I study a lot of things and see what niche isn't being done in Atlanta. I, I didn't see that done here in Atlanta. And I thought that it would be something big. But you'll be surprised. I mean, these people just want to talk about their real life. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling this. I mean, and, and, and that's the thing, too, is just like how you were saying before about podcasting and everything. I mean, there's plenty places they can do that at, you know, if they want to talk about their life story and all the other bullshit, there's plenty of places you can do that. Not bullshit. um, (laughs) Savage. Yeah. But like you, like what, what you've been pitching so far or whatever. I mean, I dig it and I, I, I don't want you to put it down. I want you to keep going, especially like, (laughs) especially maybe, you you know, I actually have to work on it, but then, um, I'm hosting a lot of gigs. I actually got to do a podcast after this. And it's just this. A lot of these opportunities I mentioned out is for me, but I feel like I'll definitely come across it. I feel like it could definitely be something special, but um, especially if I partner with, um, and it's something that I can potentially see happening as well, because um, I work for face-to-face wrestling company. So I can see, I think that one of the things that lack was I wasn't attached with any promotion. Yeah. Everything I was doing was really independent and just pulling people from different promotions mm-hmm. and everything. So now that I'm actually attached to a company, I could definitely see myself like it can work out better. Yeah. Like, see, and, the, like we, we can all like be on the same page and it can like drive the show yeah. more like an after show in a sense, but only in a radio station. So yeah. I think that it may be something. You yeah. Know? Me, me and you are on the same page because I was going to bring that fact up, but you already did. So I don't have to say it now. yeah but because i mean what you're talking about is perfect for professional wrestling because everybody has a character everybody plays a role and 
that is best suited for that. I mean, we had that, you know, WWE wise within talking smack, but that was more of the reverse. It was um people playing kayfabe and kind of coming out of kayfabe for a little bit to um, do this show. And now you got people coming out of reality going into kayfabe. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, man. You you got me pumped. You got me hooked. I'm ready to see this product. <laughs> I want to see it live and survive and everything. Especially if you can do it for multiple things, because like you know, you down there with face to face. If you can start it and cultivate it there, and you know those some of those wrestlers go on the road. Sometimes the company may go on the road and do shows. If you can, you know, network with another show that they might be working with, or you know, other wrestlers in that area. I mean, that's how you get it to ping around and bounce around. Now you got like things to where like how um Kevin Steen and um Sami Zayn used to do. They damn they had a feud that they started in one place and they would take that feud to another place and they would take that feud to another place and they'll take that thing to another place. So I mean I can see your show being something like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think that even like the mainstream wrestling podcast, they still keep it real. Like none of them are really storyline driven. <laughs> like the Edge and Christian Stone Coburn and Chris Jericho, nothing's wrong with them, but mm-hmm. none of it kind of builds towards strictly for the show. It's kind of like people are always like wondering, like, what are y'all doing backstage? Like, I don't care about that. That's y'all business. I don't know. I don't care about these wrestlers' personal lives or these musicians' personal. And I guess it's because I'm getting more and more in the industry. Yeah. But it's kind of like, I want, like, the drama. Like, make up something. Like, <laughs> like storyline, Jeremy. Like, I feel like that's why the Attitude Era was a high peak. Like, it was just chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was chaos. It wasn't real life, like, these two wrestlers are dating like nobody cared they cared about the storyline if these people are dating yeah but what but you know what killed that though man the internet (laughs) oh yeah the internet definitely killed that yeah the internet crazy i mean but it's just like now that that's the era that we live in man that's the world we live in now to where information is power information is knowledge everybody want to know the ins and outs of everything and nobody just want to sit there and turn their brain off and watch a movie anymore the only oh, thing, that's true. yeah the only thing that i i want to know about a movie sometimes is just like if i'm watching it and i see a familiar face i was like hey didn't he play in this movie and you know that <laughs> leads me to go watch this other movie that i seen him in i was like god damn that was him in that other movie right uh, i just reset that i didn't know denzel washington's son was an actor so i was like start researching that like he was in that ku klux clay movie or something like that i was kind of like, oh snap yeah um is his name isaiah washington <laughs> look at you you play <laughs> i don't think it's isaiah washington is it i, don't I thought know. isaiah washington was somebody else i don't know <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. I asked the question. I was serious. This is hey, not- here. I go googling. His name is John David Washington. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that name. I was kind of Denzel Washington is somebody else. He's as old as as old as Denzel. Okay. Now, I don't know. I don't know what the name came from. I think I seen it on Instagram on the. Yeah, the but he is a popular um popular actor. Isaiah Washington as well. Yep. But yeah, that's that's something that you know it, it actually got me pretty excited talking about it. So it may be something in the work, to be honest. Yeah, because I mean, everybody gotta have a gimmick, though. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, because um, what it is? I, I just started a wrestling podcast not too long ago, and just like how you were saying, there's so many different 
freaking podcast and there's so many especially professional wrestling podcasts everybody's a goddamn freaking genius everybody knows the scoops and all kind of stuff so i'm purely started one not to be like everybody else but because i love professional wrestling and i just have the urge to talk about it sometimes you know so i'm not sitting there trying to cover scoops and damn behind the say all that backstage shit that you was talking about a little while ago i just want to talk wrestling man that's all I yes. do. I watched New Japan Power Struggle the other day, and I just want to get on the phone with my friends and talk about how we felt watching some of these matches or what we think about some of these performers and everything like that. I don't want to damn be like, oh, they're going to be performing at this place here soon. And what I heard was this motherfucker going to do this and he's going to come off the top rope and he's going to be doing this angle. And I, I don't give a fuck about that. I want, I'm talking about pure, you know, satisfaction of the product or dissatisfaction or how it made me feel emotionally or whatever. And I also like to fuck around too. Like I used talking about all the kayfabe shit. Uh, we got a segment on there that I call promo in the bank. <laughs> so before we go on air, before we record live, um, it, me and whoever else is on there, we got to come up with a topic for the other person to cut a 60 second promo on. So it can. Oh, be, that's fun. So it can be anything. It can be, you know. I think the very first time we tried it, we was, we didn't know what to say. So my homeboy was like, "Why brown dress shoes is the best press dress shoes?" Is I had to cut a sixty second promo on that. So anytime during the conversation of the show, somebody can cash in, and that person just right there has to cut a sixty second promo. And now, um, I think we just recorded episode seven. Uh, we incorporate into now. Not only do you have to cut a 60 second promo on the topic that somebody else picked, but you have to do a voice as well. So now you have to do this promo in the character of Hulk Hogan. Now you have to do this promo in the character of Oscar the Grouch. So I'm, I'm looking forward to incorporating that soon. And then what also what you was talking about, the build up to something. We, yes. have, we have a segment on there called uh, Waterfall Mania. What that, okay. <laughs> what, what that is, is um, we... Uh, the guests pick a specific female professional wrestler and we just break that professional wrestler down. We talk about her. We talk about the first time seeing the matches, um, you know, just all manner of things about that female professional wrestler. And I haven't worked it out quite yet, but we got like seven people in the pool now and it's going to lead to an event that I call Waterfall Mania to where we do like maybe a bracket style tournament to see who's the best out of all the people that the guests put on the show. You guys are very creative over there. Yeah, so <laughs> mostly it's just us fucking around, man. Because <laughs> that's all we do. Because shit, we was talking about Hulk Hogan, then we was talking about the tag team of Kanye West and Lavar Ball. We call him uh, what, what was that? Uh, Ball West or the West Balls? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. We just we just want to have fun. That's all it is. We just want to do our own shit over here in this corner. I don't give a fuck about what's going on over there on that podcast, but this is what we doing over here. This <laughs> is about. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your future goals and ambitions, man? You, you, you got so much going on. You got so many irons in the fire and whatnot. W- what's next for you, man? What's your next big venture if you can divulge such a thing yeah for sure for sure um right now i'm building up um 
I think that it's okay to say this. Uh, Teddy Long is a straight shooter. I'm, I'm going to try not to be one of those people on podcasts that talks about other <laughs> successful people. But um, mm-hmm. you guys know some people um, start talking about people. But Teddy Long has been amazing to me lately. Um, I'm going to give you a story about Teddy Long. When I first met him, he blew to me the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and being such a huge fan, wanting to be mentored by him, uh, being blown off by him, it was very it was crazy. But one of the things that I do is, is when that happens is I, my mentality and what I try to encourage anybody that's around my circle, even when I sometimes blow people off indirectly is that you have to find value. And of course, everybody's going to be like, Oh, everybody has value. You don't treat anybody wrong. This is an industry where people are trying to come up with. If Teddy Long didn't, Teddy Long at the time when we first met, didn't see value in me. Mm-hmm. He did it. And that's okay. He, he didn't see value in me. But six months later, when I represented myself to him and people are saying that, oh, we need a media personality for this show. And everybody is giving him my name because for the past six months, I put my face mm-hmm. in everybody in the Atlanta area to be like, yo, Jeffrey Show Live still isn't a sign. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is some WWE shit. Jeffrey Show Live still is a sign. <laughs> like, we could have Jeffrey Show Live and we could start talking money and how much we can do it. And one of the biggest things for me was that I was appreciative of the opportunity of monetary value, but that mentorship is what I'm getting from from Take Long these days. It is just priceless. Yeah. Like, I am learning so much and so I'm building my portfolio with him. Like, I'm really, he told me this. He was kind of like, you're in the industry now. <laughs> like, he was kind of like, all you need to do now is just like, if start learning as much as possible. And when you look at somebody like Taylor Long, you know, um, it's kind of like, and this isn't a secret. The reason why he was able to be around this industry over 30 years is because he's learned everything. And that's something that I have a passion to do. He learned gorilla. He learned ring announce. He did commentating. Mm-hmm. He refereed. He did the public figure role. He even wrestled. <laughs> which uh, is going to elude to to what's coming in 2019. So I'm working really, really closely with somebody that's been in the industry for 30 years that I respect that's of color like myself that is telling me about the struggles because this is a predominantly um, white industry. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like not trying to create a division or start a civil war, but it's just facts. And once you keep it real, you know how to move. Yeah. Um, really. And, and that's what I love about him as well. We, we are working really well together and he's he shouts Jeffrey Show Live out as much as possible and I appreciate that. So in twenty nineteen, I those roles that I listed, I expected to be doing all of them. The wrestling, mm-hmm. the refereeing, the gorilla, the the ring announcing commentator evolving, the manager role. Like I wanna manage a wrestler, I wanna be the general manager on shows, public figure roles. So that is what we're working on heavy, um, is getting me inside the the shows like i'm in it now so inside the shows fully so that is what's really about to happen and i'm going to take over up north so i guess in addition to that i'm moving to new york next year and i'm going to take over the north territories um so kind of similar to back in the day where vince had the north territories and jim crockett had to, i'm about to go up north and start working those territories so i'm about to move up there like atlanta has been fun but i want to work up north i want to take over so i'm gonna move around i can understand that man and i mean that's what you're supposed to do anyway anytime you get into you know 
an industry, you know, you're supposed to work your way from the bottom up. You know, if, yeah. if, you, if you come in and you you part of the ring crew, you know, you learn that position best to your ability. And then from there, you move to commentary or whatever else, you know, positions that you have the opportunity to take advantage of. Because, I mean, one day somebody, like you said, somebody's going to get injured or hurt or die or get locked up. And um, something's gonna happen. Yeah, something is gonna happen. Something, someone even gonna move away to another better opportunity, mm-hmm. like myself. Somebody's gonna have to replace me when I move. You know, it's not gonna be a bad thing. Sometimes, like yeah, well, Jeff going to New York. We gotta fill this place. It's it's your time to step up. That person has been up under me. Like, how do I get? What it's your time, man. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you have those goals and ambitions for yourself, to where you know you're gonna constantly keep moving forward and um leaving things behind it's also good to mentor the people that's under you as well and you know and prepare them because like if you know you're on the way out you always need to have somebody that's ready to step into your shoes yes it's important to have a mentor and a mentee so you can have accountability for yourself because you're not gonna want somebody to fail with under your tutelage so it's kind of like tell you long like looking at the me if i'm saying tell you long name and i'm being reckless out here and i'm not working hard that makes him look bad unfortunately mm-hmm. so you're gonna give it your all if you have mentees as well as if you're also being guided so i think that a lot of people are selfish sometimes like i want a mentor i want a mentor but hold yourself accountable by reaching out and seeking out to to a mentee so that's important too especially if you don't have kids <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and the thing about you know teaching somebody or giving back is that like whatever experiences that you lacked when you were coming up that you have now that it's your obligation to give that to somebody else you, you know what i'm saying so, right, so right, like, right. when i came up in the military there was a whole bunch of things that i missed out because i didn't have people in place as far as leadership goes to teach me those things and then when i learned it the hard way or i come to know of it you know i felt like i had to tell somebody else who was in my position at the time you know Facts. Facts, facts, facts. Look at you. We gotta talk more, man. I like this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm down, man. This is your show. The door's open anytime you want to come on in. Definitely, definitely. I'm definitely gonna keep that in mind. <laughs> yes, especially if you dad gonna get big, you was here, so I mean you gotta take me with you. That's that's the <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I'm gonna get big. <laughs> I'm gonna get big. Uh, because it's kind of like it's just one of those things that I know. It's kind of there's just too many things in my favor, too many um, people that I've met, and that's the thing about it. I'll never forget when I had my radio station. They were kind of like Jeffrey. You know, so many people. Why aren't you having them on the show? I was kind of like, people don't need to know that yet. Mm-hmm. Like the WWE connections that that people go crazy over. Especially Teddy Long, like work with Teddy Long right now. I still fangirl out, to be honest, because he was kind of like, Earl Hebron is going to be here this Friday. I was like, what? You can't say that normally, Teddy. I was kind of like, this guy did the Montreal screw job. He did the referee strike. Like, this is crazy. He's about to be basically beside me. And now I get to build a relationship with them. Like, yeah. come on now. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah. So the tools are there basically for me to be big. So it's no way yeah. I'm not about to capitalize on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you already have the first tool that you need, man. And that's self-confidence. So, I mean, I, I feel that you're going to go far, dude. And I wish nothing but the best for you. So what about you before I head out? Because I'm actually getting ready to head out. I'm about to do this um, culinary 
podcast and it's, it's culinary as well as it talks about the culture. It's actually very clever. Let me get the name because it was funny when I got invited to it. It's called Eat Me Out Podcast. <laughs> so really, it's a, it's a chef. Um, he's kind of in his, his late twenties. It's a friend that I've been knowing. Eat me out podcast. So I'm about to head to the city and do that one to to promote and get my name out there even more mm-hmm. uh, to a different because I don't want to just be in the wrestling industry. I want to be that pop culture influence as well. So it should be a lot of fun. I really don't know what to expect, but good food and conversation mm-hmm. right now. So that's what I'm about to head out to. But what about you? Like you, your podcast is quality. I've listened to it before. I've seen it. What's, what's some of your goals before I head out? I don't know, man. It's just like, I think I, does does that change with kids? I was just thinking about your kids, how you want better for them. Does that kind of, well, yeah. Like this whole thing, it it spawned from wanting to write a book and then realizing that I don't, you know, want to sit down and just be, you know, I can't sit still like that and, you know, be in the focus of trying to, you know, sit there and write things. I got to sit. I got to talk. I got to move. I got to, you know, I got to be on my toes or whatever, man. So right. I was like, why don't I just record the things that I was going to write about? And okay. then it just changed and, you know, it just kept moving and shaking and everything. Uh, uh, truth be told, um, I wanted it to be a thing to where I can set up the talents of my family. My wife is a writer. So I felt like if I can set up a platform to put her works out there, that's what this uh-huh. would be. Or if, you know, the kids was to stumble into something and, you know, to build up momentum behind that, this would be the platform for that to promote that and talk about that. So that's, you know, and then you meet so many people doing podcasts, like people like you, people like Kiara Hogan, people like um, Amy Lyle, who I had on here, who's daggone on TV regularly and um, pitching a freaking TV show. You know, this is their platform to, you know, come out here, talk about themselves if they choose to. You know, you, people like you don't like to hear shit about that, but... <laughs> well, about what? Wait a minute, what? Something just went over my head. Nah, nah, nah how you saying, like, I don't want to hear about behind-the-scenes stuff and people life and everything. <laughs> oh, now, don't get me wrong. I, nah, I'm messing with uh, well, you, Well, let man. me not. I'm not going to backtrack. No, I don't. I'm, I'm messing with <laughs> you, man. <laughs> but, yeah, nah, I, I feel like... if. But no, I do care. This is what I would say. I do care. I just care in person. Like I talk about a lot of things off record. And I feel like that's why so many people are like cool and confident with me, Mm -hmm. because I talk about a lot of things off record. Like if I'm talking to Austin Theory in person, it would never go outside of, you know, between us and in person, opposed to some people try and bring them on the podcast and get all this information. I'm kind of like, I'm good on that, man. Like, yeah, like (laughs) tell me one on one. Yeah. You don't want (laughs) to sit there and discuss gossip when you have somebody like that in your presence, you know? Right. It's kind of like I'm working on getting like that knowledge, like from Mm -hmm. one on one so he could keep coming back to me. So I'm kind of like, I got you, man. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. But for for this podcast, I just wanted to be a platform for other people. I like it. I like that it's rambling. Like I I see the word rambling, and when you told me that, I was I'm not even gonna lie. I was kind of like, this 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 seems oh unorganized, but I like them. <laughs> like he says that we get. I was kind of we don't have an outline because usually when I come on a podcast and everything, I'm presenting with an outline. Whenever I come on a show, outline. 
And I was kind of like, he's just saying, we're just going to talk. And then as as I stopped, I was kind of like, oh, this isn't that bad. I was kind of like, we just get to the and the correlate with the show name. I was like, this isn't bad because we've talked about wrestling, but really it's been, in my opinion, more so more of my public speaking and motivational and inspiring that we've been leaning towards. And I like it. I think that you have a great platform, to be honest, man. I'm definitely coming back on because I feel it was a bit rushed (laughs) tonight, (laughs) even though I felt like this was still good. But I feel like it's a little rushed. I would love to have more time. And but I like it. Like, Hey, man, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, but um, I ain't gonna hold you too much long. I know you got to prep and go get eight out or whatever the hell. So uh, what is the name of it? Because it is not eight out. <laughs> Eat me out, podcast. Look at that through that. That is so funny. Though. Make sure yes. you say you got to make sure when you're presenting that to people that you say podcast really quickly. You're just like, yeah, man, yes. I'm, I'm gonna be on. It, be like, but Eat this me is out, the thing. Now. You have to say something to get people's attention, and this is what it got my attention when I got the email. Would you like to be on Eat Me Out? I was kind of like. Hmm, yes. <laughs> I'll be on it. I was gonna like, yes. This seems interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, before you um ride out, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yes, 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 yes. My social media is Jeffrey Show Live. And some of the main social media features are Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, even. And we have J E F F R E Y S H O W L I V E. So not Jeffrey, it's Jeffrey Show Live. And you can follow me there. And I'm excited. Boom. All right, man. As I stated before, I mean, you've been a guest on the show and the door is always open for you to come back and do whatever it is that we do over here. (laughs) I love it. And that was young man, Jeffrey Taylor. And um, it it was great to have that young energy on the show. And I keep saying young as like I'm old or some shit like that, which I am. I guess I would be old to a young person, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um nothing but high hopes for that dude i mean he he has the initiative he has to drive he has the energy if you heard us talk over this uh almost hour here um dude is just full of it and not the bad stuff but the good stuff and um he should be moseying on to uh, the north side up here pretty soon taking on new york maybe run into kevin McAllister and they um foil the wet bandits plans and whatnot and make friends with a pigeon lady in uh <laughs> in the in the freaking park and shit in new york <laughs> but before i get too far in, far in my rambling and everything i like to apologize for last week's episode a little bit of an audio snafu i was getting ahead of myself i tried to um push through and record um wrestling is trash and edit that then edit this and i accidentally deleted some files so i couldn't go back and plus up my audio and um make it crisp and pristine as i try to do with all my episodes so i apologize to you the listener and uh, my guest valerie complex which uh you can follow her on twitter at valerie complex i i recommend it uh, she's looking into also venturing into the podcasting world as we talk behind the scenes so look out for some uh, new works from her and um shit man just keep your eyeballs and your earballs on uh jeffrey taylor Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. 
uh, follow him on YouTube. I think just about after every um, professional wrestling show, Raw, SmackDown or whatever, he does like a little recap video and whatnot. So go search him out, sought him out on YouTube. And um, just a couple past weekends, a couple past weekends, um, November 17th was the first ever Houston or the H-Town Pod cast festival um it was put on by the murder city podcast and it um featured a whole bunch of uh local podcasts here in the houston area the raw cast was there um the Cold 45 podcast was there the nerdy bitches podcast was there the houston-ish podcast was there former guest of this show uh walker the geek was there former uh podcaster on this show um who else? The uh, the knobbish pancake <laughs> podcast was there. Um, James, uh, I forget his name. James Walker was there. He's an independent uh, artist and uh, he, he's an entrepreneur to the heart. He does a little bit of everything, graphic design and all kind of other things. He he does that. Um, who else? Um, I'm just trying to remember everything off the top of my head. And you know how bad my memory can be with uh trying to do things like that <laughs> the brothers from uh steak your i said steak i'm a hunger is the motherfucker uh state your take uh ed and uh aaron uh brand new podcasters i don't even think they're 10 episodes in hell i don't even think they're five episodes in they showed up to the uh, podcast fest the three ladies from the soul filling podcast showed up a young lady that uh hosts a podcast called the facts of life showed up and represented for her brand uh, the representatives for that little podcast in texas showed up and also whom of which won a pair of studio headphones for me you know uh, I, actually they didn't win it they said they didn't have any headphones so i gave it to them <laughs> so um yeah ho- hopefully that pristine quality studio product is uh serving you well my friend and the uh, Rebel Radio podcast was there. And all those fine Houston podcasts showed up. I apologize if I forgot any of you. But um, hell, man, even listeners of different podcasts showed up. I mean, not so much specifically to the names that I just named, but just listeners of podcasts in general. They heard this thing was going on and they showed up. So, I mean, I'm very appreciative to be a part of it. It was an idea that I had since I moved here to Houston to have something just for us, you know, just so we can all network and, you know, make the scene bigger. I mean, we are little bitty people. In this big world of podcasting, especially in this big world of Houston, Texas, which is his own planet, as I say every time. So, I mean, we we all together. We're in a DM. We're in a group chat on Twitter. We keep in contact. Um, I, hopefully we can keep the momentum going. Keep this thing running every year, man. I don't plan on leaving Houston uh, unless I win the motherfucking lottery, which I still don't think I'm leaving Houston. <laughs> Just big up my house and uh build a proper studio and you know that's one of those things that i i envision you know if i was ever able to you know be in a position financially to put other people on that's something i want to do i want to open up a, a legit podcast studio you know have people come in who um are interested in podcasting may not have the equipment or the, you know just to help that's that's all i want to do man i just want to help and um yeah 
So I'm going to help myself with an outro real quick so I can get the fuck on and um, possibly record some more episodes of Wrestling is Trash or just prepare for the evening. I think Starcade is going on today. I don't know if I'm going to watch it today or not. And um, probably prep for tomorrow to where um, we're probably going to tease the idea of um, recording a pilot episode. But um, me and Mrs. B. Rob are starting our own show called um the real robinsons that's r-e-e-l the show already has a twitter account you can follow it on twitter at real robinsons so that's r-e-e-l robinsons you can follow that it was formerly a three r show two which i mean i don't need two accounts for the same show as in this show ran arounds with rob so i just converted one of my other accounts to the real Robinson's account. So pretty soon you'll be seeing tweets and stuff about uh, movies and things that we watch. Uh, the premise of the show, I'm going to touch on it real quick, is um, we love movies. We have plenty of movies. But um, in the 11 uh, years that we've been together, we've seen a lot of things. So we're going to try to dig in the crates of things we've seen through our lifetime and maybe just, you know, apart from each other to where if she finds a movie that she's seen that I haven't seen, We'll watch it and then we'll do a review on it, get each other's opinion on it. And I'll do the same thing, vice versa. I know there's tons and tons of movies that damn, yeah, there's plenty of movies that I've seen that she hadn't seen. And, uh, you know, my taste in comedy is very different from Mrs. B. Robb's and her taste in whatever (laughs) things that she watched separate of me is very different because like she is into stuff like love and hip hop and basketball wives. She loved every Tyler Perry movie that come out and which I've kind of soured on that. And then she loved all these, you know, lovey dovey movies. And I mean, which I don't have nothing against, but there's just some of them I'm like, ugh. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. And we also uh, solicit you, the listeners, as well as um, some movie recommendations and whatnot. So I think the first one that we may speak about will be Creed 2. We're going to watch Creed 1 tonight as I record this. And then we'll go watch Creed 2 tomorrow and just kind of run the pilot off of that. And we're going to get to do a cool photo shoot for the cover art. So that was my idea. I just want to find an excuse to dust off the camera and, you know, sharpen my skills once again. I, you know, I'm floating away from it and I need to get back to it. But um, shout out to all those podcasts that showed up for the podcast fest. Shout out to all those fans and listeners that showed up to the podcast fest. Shout out to you all for listening to the show and hanging in there. And um, you can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. Um, you can follow this show here on Twitter at three R show. Um, I also host the wrestling is trash. It's just a nonsensical wrestling talk podcast. You can follow that on Twitter at wrestling B trash and coming soon. You know, I just spoke about it. The real Robinsons. You can follow that on Twitter at real Robinsons. You can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show and help it grow. You can um, buy merchandise from our merch store on wehavemerch.com, which you can find links to that on randomrobcast.com. You can uh, use my Amazon links. You can get a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime on randomrobcast.com. You can become a patron to the show just like Brandon McIntyre, Glenn Abbott, 
Bob Hines, Robert Cook, King Ajar, and now Nick Lobers. <laughs> Lobers, I'm sorry, man. It's just like I look at the name and it's fucking me up. But um, I appreciate all those fine individuals for um, supporting the show. And um, like I said, you can find that Patreon link on randomrobcast.com for as little as a dollar you can support the show. I would very much so appreciate it. And now let's, let's cut all that out. Let's cut the fat off. You know, we're not talking about money, but the most important way that you can support this show and any other podcast that you listen to, and it's free, is to write a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show and um, mark us down for that five stars. And I mean, if you don't put five stars, if it's anything for and below, leave that constructive criticism. I mean, I want to know how to make the show better or I want the opportunity to ignore you all together. So the rate, subscribe, review, click on things and stuff like that. Um, I'm also going to be on the S. Anthony Thomas show. You can find that exclusively on Anchor and uh, everywhere else that you listen to podcast. That's going to be coming out on the 1st of December. I was also a guest on the Rawcast. That's one of the podcasts that I mentioned from the um, Houston Podfest. Um, that episode should be out now. It's a bonus edition featuring me, Colt45, and the uh, Rebel Radio Podcast, and a cameo by a couple of others, the Houstonist Podcast, and other people walking by. <laughs> so um, look for those episodes coming soon and are available now. And um, that's about it. I appreciate you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.